You're running from your past. From a previous life that was not kind to you. However, the guilt and fear you carry will eventually catch you in a self-fulfilling prophecy that you won't be able to escape from. After two and a half thousand years of expert debate, since picking up the wrong end of the stick from the Greeks, they're still no closer to the truth. They're still arguing amongst themselves and making problems. Now that the religionists have lost their priestly stranglehold on much of Western humanity, I am being more readily heard. This won't be for long. Only until the new priesthood takes over. When it does, I will be very hard to hear in this matter because of the distractions of the times. I believe a quite terrifying masterpiece. So terrifying, in fact, I don't think I should like to read another like it. You once claimed that you have an ability to face unpleasant facts. Is that what you demonstrated in 1984 by drawing an accurate portrait of the future? I think that allowing for the book being, after all, a parody, something like 1984 could. This is the direction the world is going in at the present time. The challenge for us as man or woman, the purpose of life, is to know this beyond doubt. And it is known by realizing the divine energy's supreme truth, beauty and clarity as our own individual consciousness. In other words, as our own self-knowledge. This won't be for long. Only until the new priesthood takes over. The new priesthood is the new generation of scientists, the biological or eugenic magicians. Priests love playing with magic, officiating in ceremonious gowns, caps and masks, and impressing the masses with their gadgetry and tricks. Thus do they divert the people from the truth. The new scientific priesthood is now forming, quietly establishing an acceptable basis for its future domination and manipulation of the global society. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph and self-abasement. The sex instinct will be eradicated. We shall abolish the orgasm. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation trampling on an enemy is helpless.
all priestly diversions are managed in this way. Whether they are murderous holy wars, the torture of Iraq or state, or the psychological atrocity of making man and woman sinners. All will be shown to be very good by popular approval. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. It will be power without glory. But that's not necessarily bad. It will simply be more progress, an extension of today's living, that conceals the pain of knowing and wanting something real, and not so much of something more. Greetings, soul travelers. Thank you for incarnating on planet Earth. We need your electromagnetic energy reasons. Uh, angels need it to soothe out that uh, anger that you, the previous generation couldn't transmute. And, you know, Pleiadians probably need it to um, overturn the dark blood magic that's currently taking place in underground catacombs somewhere. So thank you. We appreciate you for just being alive. Thank you. Wonderful, beautiful human. Your glowing eyes and your majestic uh, chiseled jaw, or wh or whatever your um, leading human feature is. Thank you. Uh, welcome to RMS.com, Jaren. This is going to be like a blogcast of some sort. Uh, forgive the air sound. I don't know. The, it, I swear the quality of sound is better when I'm outside on the, my, my the cell phone than it is on my $100 Yeti phone. Microphone. Phone's a phone. And I, I wanted the podcast to be exclusively like conversations, but it's turning out to be just another outlet of vocal communication and transmission, which is good enough. Lovely Lady Niella, sweet soulmate, sunflowers and blissful everythings. Has to take a six-month break. She had a interesting dream and vision of an, of a, another human scolding her spirit guide, saying that she's been overworked. And so, no conversations are imminent at this timing, but in the future they will be. And then, that might not be the best explanation of what is going on. I, look, I only know my reality, and I know that knowing my reality can help you know yours. So let's get into it. I recently finished my video game World Tree and it has brought about all kinds of emotions that were supposed to be meditated um, and transmuted towards um, higher planes and very well it was but before I get into that, let me just say that these times now are very divided and very tense. And it's like, when is that going to stop? And when are we going to join hands in Kumbaya and Burning Man style? Well, probably, ooh, we still got another year 
or two before any glimpse of that will occur. So we're going to have a long struggle and a better way of saying it is a challenge. It's not a struggle. The Earth is not supposed to be a struggle, but it totally is basically like the hard mode of our current universal structure. What uh, most channel information says, Earth, super dense. I was listening to Voice of Osiris. I don't know. I guess that's also channel material. But Osiris was basically saying, Earth is the deepest, darkest, most physical realm there is. And so keep that in mind because, my God, we're in this to be ascended masters. We chose this life because we're strong, because we're courageous, because we have the um, fortitude to transmute those negative energies into love, compassion, friendliness, uh, logic in the real sense, and all those great human traits that will eventually allow us to fly to the stars where we can communicate with other life forms and tell us, tell them, tell each other our journey, which will be great. And then who knows, maybe you'll be one of those special few that develop some sort of crazy city power that uh, further empowers our society into a the, the enlightened sixth density something or another. Anyway, I uh, finished my game, World Tree, and man... Uh, there, there was little feedback to it. It was a ton of meticulous and challenging work. And right now, now if you don't w want to listen to basically whining, uh, you might want to switch to some podcast that's far more integrated and positive and will uplift you and empower you. For the next 10 minutes or so, it's going to be me whining. Um, it's like my, my shadow side or ego. You know that part of us that wants fame and glory and money and attention? It's basically attention because we can't meditate uh, or rise beyond it and transcend that occasion well this uh, those that part of us needs love too is what I'm learning so let me just express it so that it can be out in the ether and people might pick up something about my ego that's also within their own I started World Tree three years hence prior to the talking of this podcast spent many hours meticulously coloring in empty white squares called, and it's called pixel art and aligning those squares into a particular pattern that looked good enough to be called a video game and then I had to program using visual easy like toddler programming because that's the only kind of programming I can do anymore just stretches my brain 
so much that it just feels like um, hell. And I don't want to do that the whole life. Because I imagine that it wouldn't be fun. So I'm like arranging these pixels around. Creating this game called World Tree Puzzle Game Nonviolent Puzzle Game. Where you can explore different extraterrestrial worlds and talk with the elves and fairies and Sasquatch people. Make contact. And I got no feedback at all. Though I expected that, which is good. That is strange. Basically, I had no expectations this time. When I had Path of Vidya, I was supposed to have no expectations. Like I wrote in my book, Trusting All That Is, I said no expectations because every mystic has allowed me that privilege of knowing that if you have expectations, they are sure to be shot down in time. Now, you could fulfill them or whatever, but in time, it's they're not, it's not going to matter. And so, um, after the game was released, I got no feedback. Of course, many people liked my postings, my sharings on social media when I posted a screenshot or announced that the game was released. They gave me a few likes, and that felt good. It was like them saying, good. Art is good. Your art, good. Art, good. And, um... That wasn't the whole of it. However, there was complications within me, of course. Self-created complications. I was like crawling through bramble and thorns and allowing it to stick in me. These thorns were called expectations. And I wasn't pulling out the thorns because the thorns were supposed to be good for me. Uh, let me explain. Uh, well, I'll take Stardew Valley. Basically, it's amazing that um, certain people can make blockbuster video games that are culturally known throughout the world by just themselves. And so the person who made Stardew Valley, forgive me, I forget his name. But basically him, he was living with his loved one and working overtime to program, create music, create art for this one game. And it's an amazing uh, game. I played multitude of hours on that game fun farming game and for me I did not have that luxury my loved soulmate is on the other side of kinda uh, thousands of miles away and so for me to gain energy in the direction of something that would take energy was really challenging for me to do. It's like I I would I would have to uh, just constantly find time to go in nature and meditate and be by myself and do my personal things 
so that I can find a way to, all right, maybe I'm good enough to do World Tree. Like, maybe I'm good enough. Maybe I have enough love to now exude it more. And so it brought up doubt. The worst thing that can be brought up in one's life, doubt. Pretty much the reason why if hell exists in this dimension from the, your perspective, we'll just say not from my perspective, but from your perspective, if you were to view a hell, the manifestation of it, the cause of it, um, is doubt. That That's what creates the fear. And then, as Yoda says, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate into suffering. And so I kept crawling through the brambles. And it reminded me of a story back in when I was uh, in Sedona with a couple of my friends, my magician friends. I will say, I'll just say they're magician friends. And we were talking at a Whole Foods. And this uh, one person came up who was also loosely part of the group. Positive love and light group, just imagine. People that focus only on the positive. Only on the positive. And so, while talking, um, basically, I removed myself from the chat for a while. Because something within me was coming up. And I, I removed myself, I allowed them to talk. And the glory of this group is they don't, they didn't care because they just assumed I was following my path at the time, doing whatever I wanted to do. Went outside, sat down, looked at a coin in my pocket, some sort of nickel or something. Just wondering why we have to, like, acquire this thing in order for our lives to feel more free. And then I put the coin back, meditated for a moment, and went back to the conversation, and video games, synchronistically enough, was brought up. And one guy was like, man, I want a, like a virtual reality game that's really immersive, and you can talk with extraterrestrials, and interact with them in a, a fully uh, 360 degree environment. And one of my other friends was like, oh, Jaren can do that. He's kind of a game designer. And immediately I thought, no, I can't do that. That's too hard. That's I've tried doing that. I, I've done 3D animation before and I could only make like a, a, like a very poorly rendered 7-Eleven and um, apartment building and that's all I could do some people can do fully fledged Pixar CGI level uh, animation they're really good and for me I was really bad if we want to use terms of good and bad which we are for convenience sake and to relate with our shadow selves so I did uh, this um, I did this work and knew my abilities and responded like, hey, I don't think I can help you with that. I do 2D pixel animation. I, I can't compare with that. And uh, my my friend just, after the conversation, he looked at me and be like, you know what? I think you need to be a little more 
confident in your abilities. Which is absolute from one perspective, absolutely true. That's um, empowering one to be God, basically, is to do the impossible, or to know that you can do the impossible. For me, I had no drive, and I still have no drive to do anything like that. But it basically set the stage for what I would be making in World Tree, which is a fully original creation, original art, original music. It's best I could do original royalty-free sounds. And it was sort of like an exploration game of sorts in the extraterrestrial, cosmic, being mythical field. That was nonviolent, so anyone could play it. And it, nothing bad on my karma. And uh, when I finished the game, I knew, okay, yeah, this is not the Stardew Valley. This is not even, like, this is probably going to be one of the lower games on Steam. Except for, like, even those idle games where you just, like, click one button and then upgrade your button so it can click faster. Even those games are going to have a greater impact than apparently this game will. So far has no reviews. I don't know. Haven't had any actual feedback on my game as of yet, and it's been out for at least a week now. Um, which is not, you know, usually if a game comes out within a day, you're going to have, if it's a good one, made by several people, or maybe one really good master developer. Uh, a lot of good positive feedback. And basically, it's made me... Um, the day it came out, and even before it came out, like a week before it came out, I, I pretty much knew it would amount to very little. Just like my uh, other video games, just like my books, just like my writing, and just like this podcast. There's a very select few of people are listening right now. Um, if you're out there, thank you. You're listening. Remember, you're listening to vibrations that are going to uplift you in the future of man woman into higher realms and higher blisses so thank you and so um i became really sad because i decided to quit playing video games i was like this is it like video games was like a the scorpion that lured me into its lair to uh, stab me in the leg and i would die from a slow poison at the age of 32 on november uh, 17th when World Tree came out, and that's when I would die. And uh, sure enough, yeah, I, I've done this before where I've quit playing video games. Quit video games altogether. And what happens is like a great, and then everything else happening with society, it was like a reflection of what was going on in society. And anyways, the thorns kept on piling up as I was crawling through this bramble of my life which was to, I don't know, of course obtain spiritual enlightenment. That's what our mystic is for. But there's always the desire for the material things as well because we have to survive. And so we want that personal private space that many of us do not have right now because we have to live with our parents to afford the opportunity to be free. And so many people don't have that um, 
acknowledgement on the internet which would give them the freedom of a support system of some kind where money would flow from their basically fame and so if you have a certain clout to you uh does it make it life easier i don't know because i'm not there yet i'm just the uh, one materialistically speaking now not on the spiritual plane certainly i have abilities that have allowed me to have easy access to a good life and an easier life more so than others because i recognize what holds me back and what pushes me forward but uh, for many people they don't have that knowledge and so the social media is uh, heightened as a way to break the chains of our virtual slavery of our wage slavery seem like oh, if you can make it there then you can do what you enjoy doing all the time and uh, it's interesting because I feel strongly akin to all these people that are attempting to be more well known and at the same time I you know you, there's that cynicism that pops up that's like ah oh, they're be, they're being fake or uh, they just want attention when they could be meditating and working with it and I understand money has a lot to do with this drive and incentive and so does um I mean from so does the idea of like likes and uh, positive feedback as is the other side to it and so when when that is met in the mind space it has to be known that there's two sides to this there's multiple sides but we know that okay good have a positive attitude about it and there will be no obstruction but ignore the shadow side of it and you have a society that continues to grind its gears you have a society that doesn't transcend the notion that for example I was because uh, yeah like I get it. oh yeah you, you know there's people that are famous because they worked really hard and they just had that drive within them or maybe they didn't even have that drive and they just you know also went through some self-realizations and so on and so forth I was at a massage place no I was at my gym and they provide massages they're pretty expensive so every time I get one because I know it helps my muscles to untwine and relax and makes me feel better every time I go to it it's always you know it's like a hundred dollars or something um, which again everything is reasonable if one knows their self-worth you could charge a thousand dollars you could charge a million dollars and it would make just as much sense as giving it away for a dollar but doesn't I always feel like well doesn't I don't know isn't that person who's giving it away from a dollar aren't they doing more of a service to everybody around them and the people that um, 
around the business of who are rich and are writing these books and telling us what how is they they'll say no you're you're lessening your value you're you're disempowering yourself you have to charge more and i had a, this conversation not like that with this um she was like a spiritual lady and i i told her like yeah so in the future we won't even have this money game anymore won't we just be operating on the betterment of individuals and slash loving them so that they can operate better and she was like I don't delve into negative beliefs I don't delve into negativity and I, I was like what 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 do you I in my mind I was like what is this saying about a certain perspective that they won't go into the negative they won't even look at it now I'm all for positivity I'm all for uh, the spiritual light the I don't know there's some Zen book that call it like positive Samadhi just kept on saying well there's the absolute Samadhi and then the positive Samadhi both are good but one is more transcendent than the other Guess which one that is? That's right, the one that incorporates the negative and the positive. It it's, it transcends the 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 duality of having to charge money for a service when you know that our humanity would say that people need that stuff for free because they're human beings and they deserve it. Just as you're a human being and you deserve to give them it for free. So there's like one Facebook post that was... Uh, my whole life is on the internet. There was one Facebook post where... Uh, I guess it's a Facebook post about a Twitter post. Where someone was like, if you're not charging money for your spiritual services, you're not a healer. Your free air, and um, luckily my friend was like, "Ah, oh, that's you know, there's another side to this," but the great majority of people agreed with that guy. They were like, "No, it's our. You have to heighten your relationship with money. You have to, you have to change your relation. You how change how you view money, which makes sense. I'm not making fun of that just because I talked in a um, willow wisp, um, love and light woo woo person." Because that's absolutely correct. If you change your perception of money, you would have more of it. Because you would be charging more, you would be getting more. But, um, that, like, at what point did we just call it exploitation? I don't know. Um, uh, well, this is supply and demand as well. And it's like if someone does pay for it, then of course, then that you, it's your money. Uh, very good um, so that 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 too so uh, like I see the future would be like yeah we're so you see all the problems with money you see all of its positives but you see the problems you see the positives but you see the problems and you look at those problems and you say why that's all I that's all I uh, that's all I am saying with money now like what will happen is like if I point out the negatives, 
people will say that I'm not being positive, that I, that I don't have a good relationship with money, and so I deserve whatever uh, I receive, and, and stuff like that. So I, I didn't get much attention my game. Went through a great sadness, released it. It was all good because someone commented on my previous game. I don't know how far into the future my work will last, but if I were to expect anything, which Mystic Stay is a dangerous thing to do, I would say none of it will last towards any amount of awareness. I'm going to get... I'm going to survive other more mystical methods. Leave that secret for now. I'll let you know later when you're ready for it, friend. Someone commented on my previous game, Pathavidia, which is a free game. I gave it away for free, and it was thousands upon thousands of hours of meticulous visual programming, for the most part, and um, designing and story writing and stuff like that of my time, and I said, have it for free. I could, I don't think I could have sold that game. But someone commented, and I, I got only a few positive feedback for the game. A few people are like, ah, oh, this is a really good game. Someone said 6 out of 10, which um, would say mediocre, basically. Another person made like a joke there's about hentai or something and um, one person commented on my YouTube that they said they played the full game and they liked it and so that was about three or so positive comments which was nice it was really good that at least three people and my brother also liked it so that it was nice that those people like took the time out of their could have played they could have played World of Warcraft they could have played Call of Duty some military shooter and have a blast with their friends in a three dimensional virtual reality military shooter but they decided to play this whole bunk game from an indie developer somewhere in Kansas who had hardly any skills and just wanted to, to make a post about the spiritual dystopian slash dystopian societal philosophical love and light reality we all are intertwined in and they liked it but but no one mentioned that until recently no one mentioned the 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 soul of my game, I the, the every creative work has a soul, and that's the that goes beyond the oh I'm I'm doing this so I'm more attention or oh, I need the money so I can get a house or I you know, I'm doing it for fun. There's a soul in it that has um, the purpose of enlighten for me. I I guess not everyone. Some people just they just want to make people a little lighter. For me, I want to enlighten. And someone actually commented. This was their comment. His name was Scarab, I believe. He said, quote, I watched the opening cutscene. This is of my previous game, Path of Vidya, 
that came out before World Tree. I spent several years playing. Now it's on Steam, and here's the comment. I watched the opening cutscene and got to the first part of the tutorial, which features the first encounter. The term encounter is important here. It was so good that I immediately closed the game to write this review and buy the other game by this developer. This review isn't sarcastic. I don't want to spoil anything, so download the game and play it for yourself. I wish more games were created like this one. They are the future. Will update review once I play this game. Now that was what I wanted to see. I wanted to see many people respond like that. Like, whoa, there's something to this that is not a video game. There's something to this that, like, transcends all the negative things I previously said in this podcast. I'm surprised that you're still listening, because it was probably a downer. I didn't mean it to be. I meant it to be, like, highlighting what we know. And it 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 gave me it cleared away the brambles immediately and i did verify it was not sarcastic because i went over to my world tree page and sure enough there was one other sale that brought the grand total up to two sales which made me feel happy and that's all i wanted i just wanted for now i want more but at then, then and there, that's all I needed was one person to say that. So the whole experience revitalized my interest back into maybe I'm feeling the sadness because maybe video games is a positive thing. Maybe, maybe that really truly is my purpose, is to create light within video games and quitting the video games just made me sad because there was nothing else left to do except for meditate, which is the whole of spirituality, in my view, that simplified into meditation because that's what creates the balance of mind to go through life in a perfectly absolute samadhi. And so I decided, or maybe I can go back to video games. Maybe I can even play the violent ones consciously. Is that possible? Spiritual gaming. Because I sort of... From that comment, it made me realize maybe I did prove that anything can be spiritual. Even the most mundane, monotonous thing that is known to distract and brainwash people. Video games. And it brought up in me the idea of conscious gaming, which maybe maybe that's a paradox. I don't know yet. I'm still exploring it. But the, f the first time I heard about it was um, listening to Duncan Trussell's podcast. And here's a story. This this is a story that is loosely connected. But I was listening to Duncan Trussell's podcast, and he was talking about how he would be mindful while he was doing things that relatively were known by the great portion of society to be like distractions from meditation. 
or inner knowledge or inner insight like playing a video game or watching a movie or doing anything of that nature and I I liked that idea I was like yeah well good then I can just continue doing that in a conscious way maybe and so I can have the best of both worlds like the left hand path people talk about and I had a strange experience because I after that this was my days of just focusing mostly on the positive just telling people look you can do the things all will be well which has its place and purpose for sure thank god there's people that don't look at the negative that that, that holds some sort of duh, they're creating something by not letting people know their darkness um, so I did like this short broadcast and I was stating how I just enjoyed being conscious while playing video games. I was like, oh, it feels so good. And the sensations of playing certain games like Legend of Zelda or there's magical about them and mystical. And it just feels good. And then I made that podcast and I was like, ah, oh, just do what you like doing. It's all, just eat meat and play video games and just enjoy your anger and enjoy whatever. And after a few days after that, several days after that, I listened to Duncan's podcast again, and he was talking to magician Jason Louv, and he was talking about how he was listening to a video or something about some person describe how they enjoy the feel of a video game. And he was like, oh, I know what this is. This is brainwashing, isn't it? And I immediately, uh, while listening to that, I freaked freaked me out. I don't know if it was synchronicity or he was listening to my podcast, which is possible because I tweeted him a few times or something. But it just made me feel cringe beyond cringe for myself, and I'm pretty sure I just ended up deleting the podcast. Um, and after that, I had many dreams with him involved where it was sort of like a troll in my world. And Man, I noticed I have all, like, even probably this podcast, I haven't, I only listen to the ones where he has a Buddhist now on. If there's a Buddhist on, then I'm good. Then I won't be, like, worried that, that there's going to be some sort of conflict in me. It was just like, like, well, you know, what are the odds of that? I mean, come on, you probably listened to my podcast briefly and thought it was dumb and, and now I have nightmares over it. And, uh, it goes back to the idea of, like, some people are more well-known, some people have cultural impact, some people have perhaps more responsibility in the way they use words, and that's a real challenge, because I can't even, when I'm doing this podcast, I, I have to constantly, this one, most of them I just stream and don't care, but this one, for whatever reason, I'm want to be very meticulous on it. There's a lot of things that can go awry. So I'm like stopping every five minutes and like backtracking and be like, I can say this better. And what uh, occurs, what occurred within me upon that day when I heard that. And I know like maybe I'm, there's a lot of me that's just like sucking up what people say in a vacuum and I'm just spitting it out and copying or whatever. Because I can't seem to find an original 
uh, access point, which is why I'm always so focused on enlightenment, because it always seems like those people have that original source that they can just channel through from. And so it, it's connecting with the idea of this conscious, conscious gaming, which seems like, come on. And it's so weird. It, but it, it, it was mentioned before in the past. Now, they didn't call it conscious gaming. I don't know. They didn't say, oh, there was like chess players that were meditating. They used those analogies before. But I remember there was a, I think it was Schwanza. Schwanza. And he mentioned a conscious butchery. Like a person who was butchering a cow. But they were so conscious that they were able to do it more efficiently. And now, now I'm reminded of like these meditation boxes that are being installed in Amazon. Because so people can have five minutes of rest period before they have to go into their torturous hellscape. And so, so meditation does alleviate that, but it doesn't alleviate the external <laughs> um, situations. And, and so it, that's the, the mistake... The, the mistake the mistake of just focusing on the internal and not acting out of an external reality because certainly you can perceive things to be heaven when someone has you brainwashed but it will be a lower level of heaven because you won't have the external heaven and so anyways I don't know, I thought, I, I, I wrote down conscious, but like, wouldn't that be like conscious, I don't know, policing? Like, you'd take out the right gear, and then you're like, breathe in three seconds. Whack. Exhale three seconds. Whack, whack. And while someone's screaming on the other end because you're enforcing some draconian law that you don't care because it's conscious policing. And... That, that, but those look, and then that's why I believe it was like Chogum Trumpa. Chogum Trumpa had military, Buddhist military people that were like marching in lockstep, but probably meditating while they march because, or you know, people that um, say, like, oh, just eat, when you eat the meat, you love the cow, which, which makes sense. All of this makes sense to me. I'm not making fun of it. But this is what they, they'll they say. Um, you know, you... Ah, the cow nourished me. But in reality, the cow was like pigeonholed into a, 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 a three by five meter the, the tank where the, they were fed slop and couldn't move. And, and when they were shuttled into the killing floor, they were screaming and separated from their children uh, and then we eat the, the meat and we're like ah <laughs> ah ah goodness and positivity we have to be positive about it. and so that that seems a little dystopian too but it but if you're there that's the better choice though if you're at if you're the police officer with the riot gear and you have no intention of quitting 
because you're just wanting to continue to be a, you the more you become conscious of it the the better chance you have at transcending it but if you forego it like if you always want to be a police officer and you're like nah I can't be a police officer you always be and, and then you go away in a monastery somewhere then you'll just be thinking like of being a police officer you'll just be like meditating sitting down and just like breathing in ah <sighs> To protect and serve people, which is not at all what any of them do, but you go, well, some of them do. No, I'm not gonna, and exhale, ah, protect and serve people. And you're not even meditating, you're just thinking about being a police officer. So maybe that is where the meditation needs to lie, is wherever our passion is, whether that is, um, I don't know, playing video games. Whether it is being an entertainer of some sort, or the, the a jock, or like a skateboard, like one of those, uh, what is it called? Parkour people. When I see them, I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. I'm never going to be that guy. I don't even want to be that. I just want to see people do that, or play a Mirror's Edge or something. And so that that's sort of the dilemma I'm, I'm attempting to seed into people like I, I guess it could be anything to be conscious with anything it's get, it's permission to the shadow self being like it's okay you can do this as long as you want you can smoke cigarettes you can uh, eat cheeseburgers you can um, be a salesman and cheat people out of money or be a military person and go to war with other people you can do that so I remember playing maybe I did I already mention this Dark Souls I guess I already mentioned this in the podcast but this is something different like I remember playing that game and just getting angry angry at the game and it made me first it made me think why am I playing this game and then my second looking into the situation not really thinking was oh yeah because I play video games because I'm a, a, I'm a gamer. That's the only thing that looks satisfying at the moment. Everything else seems dead to me. And Dark Souls is a popular game that I want to beat. And so I changed that whole situation from an angry... Every time I died and lost a billion souls, I changed it to be like I died and lost a billion souls. So what? Neutral. And so I, you know, I, of course, and do that in a video game, of course, easy. Doing it in real life, actually, is the same level of awareness. It just seems harder because Dark Souls is now too real. But if we put, you put everything to the side, it's the same thing. It's just neutral reality. It's a vibrant my reasons going in and out talk to your friend talk to your parent talk to your loved one and see if you can be zen state of mind about it and not be opinionated and just love them they say something oh yes positive feedback remember reading a one Arcturian book book of Arcturians I think oh no no Maybe I bought it. Or maybe someone gave it to me. But in the book, 
there was a part where it's like, what do you do when you talk with people and they just don't listen? Which is the great majority of the conversation. Like, if you have a perspective, someone else has a different perspective. Even if you are within a perspective that you know all perspectives are real, you can still come about an argument. It'll, just, it'll be slightly lighter, but there will still be an argument there. It's just that there, it, it's lighter. And what I found is the hardest thing to do is simply agree with them. Because you just like transmit. Because it could even. It's especially hard when they're talking about you and your life and what to do about it. Because anytime someone gives a suggestion, even if it's about your life, it hurts them when you say no. It, it makes them feel bad. But if you take that ball of blackness and you just sacrifice some of your energy, that sounds bad when I say that, but you sacrifice, you're actually like giving more. You're not sacrificing, you're actually giving life more because you're transmuting it for them. Uh, yeah, it creates more energy. Now, if you were still okay, just protect yourself and be like, no, and then have the argument. It's not saying one's bad, one's good. I'm just saying one has a... It's more challenging because it requires more out of a person. And so when you go to when we go to these like violent shooting games, how can anyone be fully meditative when they're just shooting a bunch of people? Um, well, isn't that the same idea as a conscious butcher? Someone like murders animals and cuts them up, gives it so people can consume the carcinogens therein? Isn't that just as the same? Equal parts. So it's in equal parts holding us back and moving us forward. So it's very interesting. I like it. So whatever. Like, yeah, you can do, like, I don't know why I was feeling sad when I could just be more focused on feeling good, like I always say. So I may, I may World Tree, I may Path of Video to be directly conscious games. I know there's some games that have, like, hidden meanings, like, I don't know, Assassin's Creed. You have, uh, like, secret societies, and it tells you all about the Knights Templar and everything like that, but then in the end of the day, you're you're going around just stabbing people in the back, and it's called fun. And so it, it creates in society that cultural paradigm of us versus them kind of idea. It's still prevalent in politics can't believe even even the green party rigs their nomin rigs their elections couldn't believe it i was like oh so there's no integrity so uh, so there's no one to vote for there's no way out anarchy is the not even anarchy i don't even want to admit that i'd be like no that's also an ideology that creates the the negativity it's, and then even spirituality has its factions. So weird, man. 
So it's best to just call ourselves humans in the human world, doing, being our best to be uh, ordinary. Ordinary experts at being human. Going about being human and doing human things. Um, yeah, it, it, so I'm not like saying that it, there's no... Uh, like it's all enclosing on us and there's no um, way to to the light of course the light has always been there it's always easy it's called just uh, being mindful being conscious more mindful more conscious which is slowing down and seeing what can be sensed in the situation that is of the light that's working that's moving us forward and then sensing what's holding you back and that's easy to do because one feels good and one feels bad and so when you're talking to a person and you notice oh suddenly the conversation's feeling bad and of course it's well that because that per, you'll, your shadow self will be like well of course because that person brought that up which made me respond to it. So it was, your ego would say, oh, that is their fault. And then so that is a back and forth happens. So the easiest way out is to say, okay, I'm taking this upon, I'll just take this upon myself. It's going to be easier. Take it upon yourself. Transmit be like, yes, that's correct. That book, I guess I didn't even mention it, but that Arcturian book mentioned positive feedback is the only solution. Basically, Loving someone. When someone does something wrong, the simple answer that any higher being will give you would be like, love them. And of course, that sounds, as a human, that sounds like the worst advice ever. That's like, oh, so you want me to die. You want, you're against me. <laughs> but they're just being like, no, like, don't you have that? Like, aren't you giving that to yourself as well? And... Boy, howdy. If you ever feel, if you're ever like me, it simply feels like you're totally disconnected from everybody because no one gives you the same love that you give yourself. All you have to do from that point is realize then, isn't it logical that I be the first to give the love I give myself to others? Anyway, that's our mystica. I love you all. Unconditionally, of course. Whatever you're doing, whatever your perspective is, your view on the world. I might, in interacting with you, if I ever did, on some strange online forum somewhere, or in person, or on this podcast, may feel like I'm saying words that are too sharp. Like, too penetrating to the negative side. I don't mean that. Of course my intention is, oh, I want I'm just wanting to give you the love I give myself. Uh keep that in mind. As we roll forward in this infinity spiraling dynamics. We're going to come out the other side as beautiful butterflies from the chrysalis of our dark, deep depths of our soul that crushed us into a beautiful diamond a butterfly diamond of some sort and will sparkle in the magical realm of the elves 
World Tree will be a reality and everyone will be good and happy and cozy. We'll recharge our batteries and never have to experience this dark anomaly again. It will be behind us. It will be a story we tell in the future dimensions to the future beings. We'll be like, oh, they'll be surprised and amazed. You are on planet Earth. You transmuted Orion energy, man. What? Wow. How? You, you, you cascaded the densities onward to the multi-layered dimensional enlightenments. I can't even believe that. This is a reality. Uh, you did that. That's amazing. That must have took its strength, courage, wisdom, the three of the Triforce in Legend of Zelda and all compassion beyond compassion it must have taken willpower and uh, all the things that you currently have abundance of and you're attempting to empower humanity with all of humanity even the most the, the ones that basically are brainwashing us and stuff even those we have to forgive because love is greater than their fear and, uh, yeah, all the cliches. Now I'm just going to say cliches. We're in this together. Um, uh, uh, love one another. Um, uh, be nice and kind. And um, be objective in your pure subjectivity by seeing both sides of the thing and coming to the transcendent conclusion or um, on your own time doing that and simply loving the person in the meantime all right, all right yeah thanks for listening whoever's listening wow whoa good job uh those few select few i love you and um reach out to me and uh, and tell me things so that i can tell you things and be and you know you can be on the podcast or uh, i don't know like i'm it's really hard for me to, but you know, we like I can mention you on Twitter or something. Write some articles, uh, paint pictures, uh, or whatever your heart desires for us to do. Love and light, Hali Hali Ganesh.